So I've had the privilege of actually watching, noticing, learning, and experiencing from the work that I do. And then in my own experience of feeling and really feeling it mentally, emotionally, and in my physical body. And that's why I say that this chose me. Welcome to Stronger Bones Lifestyle Podcast. I am Debbie Robinson, your host and guide on your Stronger Bones Lifestyle Journey. I'd like to introduce a new section of Stronger Bones Lifestyle Podcast. It is called Her Story Osteoporosis. In this area of the podcast, I will dive into the world of bone health with women with a diagnosis of osteoporosis or osteopenia, sharing experiences, insights, and strategies for leading a stronger life, for taking control of their bone health. It is a chance to be a part of an empowering community and inspiring others who are navigating their own osteoporosis journey and want to learn all they can on natural approaches to bone health. If you are passionate about taking control of your bone health and overcoming the challenges of osteoporosis or osteopenia, we would love to hear your story on the Stronger Bones Lifestyle Podcast. In the section, Her Story, Osteoporosis. Hello. This episode of Her Story is going to be my story. And I'd like to also say a little bit about why I chose to add this section to Stronger Bones Lifestyle Podcast, because I have worked with so many women over the years, and I learn so much from them as I'm working with them, helping them heal their guts, uncover root causes of bone loss, and following them on their journey or being there with them on their journey of uncovering the why behind bone loss and then doing what they need to do to slow down, stop, and in many cases, reverse their bone loss. And one time, one woman I was working with, one of the ladies that has been so successful in shifting many aspects of her health, whether that's related to her bones or in particular, she had a lot of gut issues. One time she said to me that I don't preach to people, but if they want to listen to what I say, I will sing my song and tell them how I feel and what I'm doing and what has worked for me. And I thought that's what we humans have done for our whole lives is listened and shared stories and taught each other, especially women or I like to be around women in women's groups and learn from other women. So I decided to create this Her Story section of the Stronger Bones Lifestyle podcast because I think that the more that we can hear ourselves in others and hear what someone else did, all of the trials and tribulations that they've gone through and all of what they've tried and maybe either been successful with or realized that was a waste of time, that can save us some energy of doing that thing ourselves. So her story was born from this. Today, I would like to share my story, the why I do what I do. Why am I so passionate about helping women take control of their bone health? So my journey, let's say, began at age 50 when my hip joint was collapsed because it was at that time in my life that I actually started to think about my bones. 
I had had a baseline DEXA scan a little earlier than that, probably around age 49, my gynecologist, thankfully, ordered a baseline DEXA scan, which I don't even think I thought about DEXA scans up until this point. And it was fine. My bones were fine. I was still menstruating, so I hadn't really gone through menopause yet, which is great because I have a baseline. I had a hip injury and a surgery that collapsed my hip joint. That collapse of my hip joint raised my awareness to my bones in a way that I never thought of before. And I used to go inside my body to think about my bones. I used to visualize my bones. What do they look like? And what does the center of them look like? And are, are they weak? And I used to think of honeycomb. Or I used to think that the top of my femur bone would break off. And then I used to visualize where would I be when that happens? And what would that be like? What, what, will I be on the ground? Will someone help me? What does that whole scenario look like? And I know for many women that I work with that have a diagnosed osteoporosis, and especially when they start to get those higher numbers, let's say in the fours, or their doctors start to throw around words like severe osteoporosis, that's what happens. You start to feel so fragile and breakable that you might just break right standing or moving. And there are cases where some people break their ribs or their wrists, but really ribs probably is one of the easier ones to, to break. And then of course there's a spinal wedge fractures, which are half of all the fractures in osteoporosis. So quite often a first fracture and maybe hopefully the only fracture is a spinal wedge fracture, which is a compression fracture. And that's what the majority of the fractures are with osteoporosis. So the precariousness you feel in your body is where I found myself at 50. I felt that I had to be careful and started to think about my bones and my body and what was I doing. And I really stopped doing everything that I was doing. I stopped doing so many things because they all seemed dangerous to me. I eventually had a hip replacement at when I was 51. And then when I was 51, I had the, the mindset that I better strengthen that hip replacement side because for 17 months from one surgery to the next, I was so weak and I didn't really use my body and I stopped doing everything. I stopped playing tennis and stopped walking and stopped moving and really wouldn't move more than 20 feet probably. Uh, I was still teaching and even though I was teaching eight classes a week, I modified. I barely did the postures. I would actually model or demo them and then watch everyone else and guide everyone else through them. Some of them, of course, I would do because I still practice yoga, but I was definitely modifying my own practice. And then when I had the hip replacement, I diligently worked on my left side, which is what my hip replacement side is, because I wanted to strengthen my muscles and gain back that range of motion and that strength in that joint. So I would demo every single thing that I did in my eight classes a week on my left side. And I remember that that was a really important thing for me because I thought I got to get the flexibility back, got to get the range of motion back, got to get the strength back and worked on developing my left side, my hip replacement side. Then I had a DEXA scan and I had osteopenia. And that was my first reading of osteopenia. And for those of you with a diagnosis of osteopenia and or osteoporosis, it's a sign that your bones are weakening right? That's, and, and then that's a downward spiral and that's going to keep happening. 
So I realized at that point that I didn't need to focus on my left side like I was. Yes, I needed stronger muscles and I needed that joint to move. But in terms of bones, yeah, I want my femur bone to be strong. But the hip joint itself, I didn't need to focus on because that's not going to fracture. It's the right hip that I needed to start focusing on. So for the next two years, from one DEXA scan to the next, I taught every single yoga class and demoed every posture on my right side, on my natural hip side, because that's the side that mattered. Then two years later, I went and got my next DEXA scan and I had improved my bone density, reversed my bone loss by 0.2. And my first reading was one negative 1.8 and then it was negative 1.6 and i believe that that's somewhere in the in the range of 11 percent, which is a, a pretty significant reversal of bone loss i also worked on all the underlying aspects i looked on my i worked on my biochemistry i ran functional labs i uncovered whatever was going on inside that was imbalanced and then worked on healing that through diet, through supplementation, through focusing on maximizing my sleep and moving in the way that I needed to, pulling and pushing on the bones, creating the appropriate stress in the joints to create the, the stimulation of bone remodeling. So it really was this very aware piece for me. And because I am a yoga therapist teaching eight classes a week at this point, there was a criteria that I was following. I was showing up for those eight classes and I was demoing on that right side in conjunction with the lifestyle shifts I was making in order to do what I needed to do at the layer of my biochemistry. So when I did have that increase, that was significant. And I might be, it's called N of one. When they do studies, they say how many participants are in the studies. When it's just one person, the number is one. So it's an N of one. And the N of one was me. And it was what I do, whether that's through functional lab testing or what I do through the movement part, through what do you do? How do you bend in your joints? How do you create that stimulation every day necessary to strengthen the muscles, the bones, the joints, and all the support tissue of the body? So I was able to see that in my own body. At the same time, I teach to hundreds of women every month and thousands of women over the years that report back to me their improved DEXA scan scores or all of the other factors, the confidence increase and, and all of that as well. So my story is that I had to think about my bones because my journey led me to that place. And I always say that this chose me, that I became a bone health specialist because it chose me to be this. As a functional health coach, as a yoga therapist, the population that I teach um, in my, the hospital that I teach at in Southern California, when I started my yoga for osteoporosis class, the classes filled up and have always to this day since 2014 been the most popular classes I've ever taught. The quickest classes for me to get a full class. The goal is safe, strong bone building stimulation. And it's not just what you do in class. My story is that every single day it was my focus. When I had a collapsed hip joint at 50, I was 40 pounds more than I am today because I couldn't move. My numbers were increasing. My bone loss was increasing. And 
every single day. I didn't want that. I didn't want to be that person that gained all that weight, that wasn't traveling anymore, that wasn't playing tennis anymore or going to the gym anymore. I didn't want to be that person. So I chose every single day to stand on one leg. When I brush my teeth, I'm on one leg. When I'm standing to heat up tea or something in to eat, I'll go into a squat position or I'll stand on one leg or go into a goddess position, which is a wide legged stance where your legs are pretty wide, your toes are pointing out and you bend your knees and your hips and you go into this position where you put a lot of tension in the glutes, the inner thighs and the hips. This was an intentional thing for me because I was determined to reclaim my life and, and the driving force for me when I went to the doctor at 51 thinking I had to have a hip replacement or not really believing that I had to, to be honest, because at 51, I thought, wow, how many more times will I have to have one? And what happens if it doesn't work? Like if I let somebody cut the top of my leg bone off and it doesn't work, what does that mean? Like, how could I stand? I mean, these are thoughts that I actually had. The doctor looked at the x-ray and said, you're bone on bone and you have, it's a matter of time. And then he explained the new hips that they have now that actually he said, your hip replacement will outlive you. So I thought, okay. So I, I, with this new hip, I wanted to reclaim my life and I was 51 and my dad was about to turn, um, this was in 2017. So my dad was about to turn 89 and I thought, wow, you know, I have longevity in my family. My grandmothers were 93 and 94. And I thought, wow, I could have 40 plus years to live. Or actually I even said 50 because I use the number 100 as, as what if I get to hundred. And so I thought, wow, really? I could have 40 plus years. And when you think about it forward like that, it's a lot of years. That's a lot of years. That's a lot of travel. That's a lot of playing. That's a lot of dancing. That's a lot of walking and hiking and exploring. And so that became my motivating factor is what do I have left? What can, what, what, what am I doing this for? And so every day when I would stand, I would stand with one leg raised. So I would lift my left leg to, to strengthen my hip flexors or my right leg. I'd either lift the leg a little bit off the floor or come into a, it's called karate kid, where you bend your knee and you bend your hip joint. And I would stand like that, or I'm always squatting. If you'll see me, I squat, I'll either go up against the wall and I'll slide down the wall with my sacrum up against the wall, feet away from the wall and really load up my quads. And, you know, when your legs are away from your body that way, that's, that's the beauty of yoga and the postures that we have in yoga for strengthening the hips and the legs and the muscles and bones is that when you start to take your legs, they're usually right underneath your pelvis. And that's the natural compressive forces that the bones receive on a daily basis. When you start to take your legs wider and farther away from your body, and then you bend down into them into the joints and you ask your joints to manage your body in that position, that is when you start to create a lot of stimulation and stimulation in different areas. So every day I started doing things, whether it was when I was uh, washing my hands was another one where I really noticed it. I, when you bend forward to wash your hands, quite often people don't bend their hip, they bend their spine. So I would start to bring my awareness to bending over, washing my hands. 
I would push my tushy back, bend my hip, lengthen my spine, especially the front of the spine right below the heart, from the heart to the belly button. That's where almost all of the fractures occur in osteoporosis. And I would put it into my hips and you feel it right away. You feel your glutes activate. You feel the muscles engage. The bigger, stronger muscles equal bigger, stronger bones. And so instead of it being, oh, every day I've got to show up for an hour or do all that, I decided that my lifestyle was going to be a stronger bones lifestyle and that every day I was going to do this for the rest of my life so that I could do all of those things. And that's one thing that I share in the classes or my private work with women is that don't look at it like you have to practice yoga every day, although I hope they do. And I hope that they adopt, especially the 12 postures that Dr. Lauren Fishman is proving is increasing bone density, especially those, even if not those, some of those or squats or whatever it is, when I get dressed, that becomes a, a, another opportunity for me to strengthen my feet, my ankles, my balance, to open up my hip, to keep my spine straight when I deeply bend my hip joint and my knees. And you know what? I can do that now. So when I had my hip replacement, I might've needed to hold onto the wall or, or do something. But now that I can do. I go on walks. I really implement the proper gates. So I use the heel strike first, the pinky toe edge of the foot, which is supination. I come into a towards pronation, but not collapsing the, the arch, bringing the toes onto the ground. And then I push off and bend all my toes. And when I'm walking, I'm actually in my legs, in my body. I do heel, pinky toe edge, all the toes, weight bear, back toes bend, bring that foot forward, heel, pinky toe edge, all the toes, bend the back toes, foot forward. And I bring my mind into my body. I feel my joints. I feel the articulation of all the joints of my feet. I will stretch or balance or squat, whatever it is. I see every day as an opportunity to make sure that what I live in is strong, mobile, and functional for me to really live the life that I want. The other part of this is that I have had the privilege of either working with so many women or watching bodies in action for years. I, start, I became a yoga um, teacher in 2010. So I've watched bodies. The big thing that I notice is the breakdown in bodies. And I noticed the breakdown because I feel like I ran ahead and broke. I broke down. And my goal is to either take people from that place and bring them back to function or to not let them get there in the first place. So when I notice where the breakdown is happening in bodies with the women I work with, that's where I help them turn that ship around. I help people take U-turns, U-turns from future of pain and suffering to functional, happy, and able to dance forever. And so watching bodies all of these years, whether it's women with osteoporosis or people with all the degenerative aspects, degenerative discs, scoliosis, spondylolisthesis, joint issues, whatever it is. So I've had the privilege of actually watching, noticing, learning, and experiencing from the work that I do. And then in my own experience of feeling and really feeling it mentally, emotionally, and in my physical body. And that's why I say that this chose me because 
just, you know, in 2014, I became a, I started studying functional health coaching, started becoming a yoga therapist to learn even more about conditions and really got into osteoporosis around this time as well. And the big thing for me now is when I do, I get testimonials or even when I'm in sessions with women, uh, my program, healthy gut, healthy bone is my cornerstone program where I do groups and I run stool labs and hair mineral labs and help women find internal balance to stop bone loss. And then we work on physical balance to strengthen balance for fall prevention and fracture prevention. And so the most amazing thing, like my, I am constantly getting validated with each group that comes through. And the second session that I have with women after they've been in their, their program for about two months, maybe the second session I have the change in the human being that I'm working with from the person I met two months ago, three months ago, it's profound because the woman I see at the check-in is happy, smiley, confident in control and in charge and empowered. And that is really why I do what I do. So there's times where it gets overwhelming, all the work that goes into everything that I do, whether it's just whatever, all the facets of what I'm doing. And then I remember, why am I doing this? Because if this information is not out there, that would be a shame. So my song, my story is that where you are today does not need to be where you are anymore. And that there is so much that you can do to change the trajectory of your bone health. Getting a diagnosis of osteoporosis, no matter what the numbers are, is not the end. It is the beginning. It is the beginning of you looking deeper into your own body. How are you digesting the building blocks of bones? How are you digesting the foods that you eat? It doesn't matter what you eat if you don't digest it. So looking deeper at how are you digesting the food? What's getting in the way of that? Do you have dysbiosis, overgrowth of bacteria, parasites, or yeast, toxic load? What's going on inside? And when you can uncover and work and understand that there's an internal balance as well as a physical balance. So then that is another important part. You have to work on fall prevention and having the strongest balance possible. In a class this last week, I was telling the ladies that in my thirties, I used to have amazing balance. And I remember doing my strong yoga classes, standing in tree posture, not wavering much. My foot was barely moving. My ankle was barely moving. My hands could be all over the place and I could even close my eyes and still be able to stay in tree. But now in my fifties, even though I am as strong, if not stronger than I was in my thirties, and I have so much more joint strength because of all of the yoga that I practiced for years and all the teaching that I've done in my fifties, my balance, no matter how strong it is, there's still a, a little degeneration of my balance because I'm in my fifties. And I like to say, it's like, remember the switchboard operators, those movies with the switchboard operators in like the forties, fifties, sixties, there's a whole line of women and they have all these plugs and there's on front of them, there's a board and they're taking uh, the cord and it's like, Mr. Clark for Mr. Brown and you know, Mrs. Smith for Mrs. Purple, whatever it is. And they're connecting the calls, right? That switchboard operator would connect. Well, as you age, the switchboard operators 
are retiring in your body. The muscular, the neuromuscular communication diminishes because it's, it's par for the course. There's things that degenerate. We cannot avoid all of it. We can really slow down a lot of it, but we can't avoid all of it. So we don't have all of the communication that we used to have with our nerves to our muscles, and that's what helps to move the bones. So knowing that some of those switchboard operators are going to retire, we know that neuroplasticity, which is the ability of the brain to create new neurological pathways, we do know that we can actually create new ones and so maybe even hire a few new switchboard operators. The point is, is that it is doable and manageable and I've seen it in my own life, my own journey. It's why I have Stronger Bones Lifestyle Podcast to share this information. It's why I have the programs that I have, why I offer what I offer, why I teach what I teach, why I sing my song to you, because I know that there is a lot that can be done and conventional medicine cannot manage our bone health. Medications do like well, maybe a smidgen, if even that of what's necessary, all of the things that are necessary. So we need all of this information. And it's an information overload out there, taking shots at the dark, in the dark. Do I need vitamin D? Do I need calcium? There's all of these, this misinformation or information overload. So it's really important that we find what resonates with us. So the people that I interview on my podcast, I choose them because I know it's important for us to know the stuff. And with my knowledge, I interview in a manner that I can imagine, like what if I was Kathy so-and-so asking these questions? I try to keep it at the level where we can learn what we need to learn. I've learned a lot in them and I love interviewing people and love having my podcast. So this episode of her story and this explanation for you of her story, I wanted to explain what that was. I really wanted to kind of give you a little bit about my background, have you understand my why, why am I here? Why do I do what I do? I get a lot of great feedback from women reaching out to me that listen to the podcast. And so I thought it was time for me to share my story with you all. And I know that it is in various places but you might see yourself in me. You might have similar, you might be similar to me. I used cloth diapers for my kids for the first six months. I stopped using water bottles in the early 2000s because I believe they contribute to cancer. I am very naturally minded. I do not do medications. I am on HRT, so I do take some estrogen and progesterone. I was on thyroid. I was hypothyroid a few times in my life and then cleaning up my lifestyle, my diet, I no longer take thyroid medications. I am, I like to describe the way I eat as clean. I don't eat a lot of animal. I haven't had red meat since I was 20. I eat fish if it's wild. Chicken, ugh, I go back and forth with chicken. That's something I don't do a lot of. I eat a lot of vegetables. I believe that plants have most of what we need. So I eat a very plant-rich diet. I have a water filter because I think water is where we're exposed the most to toxins. I have an infrared sauna. I spend my money on food, uh, food as in good food. I don't eat out very often because I think that most places we eat out have seed oils, which are inflammatory and not healthy. And I am a spiritual person. I try to do good. I believe in karma. I love helping. I love working with women. 
and I have a great community and I love being in community with women. So that's me. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. I would love to meet you. If you have a story that you'd like to share, if you'd like to be a guest and share your journey, whether it was a bumpy ride or a smooth ride, share your story because every week I hear from women that were newly diagnosed. And if you remember yourself at that moment, that place where that was you and you were looking for answers, your story might have answers for someone else. And so let's share our story. Let's share the answers. Let's help someone else take an easier path than maybe we had on our journey. Thanks for listening. And I hope to meet you one day. Thank you so much for listening to Stronger Bones Lifestyle Podcast. Bone loss is not an inevitable part of aging. We don't have to just wait for it to happen. There is so much that you can do. And that is what you will learn each week on the show. Go to my website, debbierobinson.com. If you want more information about what was shared in today's episode, at the bottom of this episode in the show notes, there will be links to whatever was shared. Please subscribe to this podcast share this podcast with your friends, your family, or any women that you think may be interested or benefit from the information we're sharing. Please rate the podcast. And if you have any questions you'd like asked or answered, I would love to hear from you. Let's do this, ladies. Let's change the way the world views osteoporosis and slow down, stop, or reverse our bone loss, take charge, and show other ladies what is possible. Thank you so much for joining me.